0: In this week's episode, we share some great mid-series comic picks, share our hesitation on the Birds of Prey teaser trailer, and decide whether we'd rather control the cold or manipulate fire. It's all happening now on Cover B. Hey everybody, welcome back to Cover B.
1: How's everyone doing?
0: Hopefully you're doing good.
1: I obviously can't hear your response, so I'm going to assume lightly wrapped in ennui and smelling of pork products
0: i'm just gonna assume you're cold because polar vortex yeah
1: damn
0: <laughs> really cold
1: damn world i what heard the hell
0: i heard because i'm a big old nerd and i listen to npr because apparently i like to be uh aware of the world um But while listening to NPR, they said some parts of the Midwest are getting down to negative 60. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, somebody was telling me that, like, last night, somewhere in, like, Wisconsin was colder at that point than it was at the North Pole.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I have a friend who lives in Fargo. And she posted it, it's like negative 46 there, oh, gosh. and it was like negative oh. 12 in the Antarctic.
1: Oh, geez, that's
0: That's not okay.
1: Oh, gosh.
0: And here we are, down in Swampland. It's still cold.
1: So, what comics do you have to talk about this week? What was in your poll?
0: So, this week I have a number one, and a comic conclusion, and a comic that... Actually, had stuff happen that I want to talk about. Okay. <laughs> so nice. my number one is—we all know I love Mabu Kieran. Mm-hmm. Um. So Kieran Gillen put out Peter Candon Thunderbolt Number One. It's like a rehash of an—or I guess not re- rehash, but like a restart of an older comic. Um. Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with the older comic, but reading it is—it feels very much like Watchmen. Hmm. Like, big time. Neat. Like, all of the characters have parallels to Watchmen characters, and, like, the the plot feels like it's picking up where Watchmen left off. Like, weird giant aliens attacking a city, and the pretty boy knows stuff about it, and it's... I don't know. It's weird. It comes in super in media res. I have no idea who any of the characters are, and I have no idea what's happening, but... Kieron makes stuff sound nice, so I guess I'm in it for at least issue two.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. So cool. there's
0: that. Um, I
1: feel like that one is one of the easy ones to, like, fly under the radar. You know what I yeah. mean? Because it's, um, you know Dynamite? Dynamite doing that one? Yes, yeah. I think so. You don't usually see, like, Kiron and, like, admittedly, like, I hate to say it, there's some good Dynamite books, some fun Dynamite books, but there's not really, like, You don't really see the, like, top-tier creators going to Dynamite. It's true.
0: But Kieran, Kieran don't care. Kieran will go anywhere. He just wants to tell a good story. Mm Mm-hmm. He's, I always feel like Kieran's more of an intellectual than he is a writer. He just wants to put stuff out that sounds good.
1: I have read Phonogram, and I agree. Yeah. I'll be like, that's a word. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah right he does that to me in uber that's, all the time
1: i like to think i'm a fairly well educated person and i'll be reading through phonogram and be like that they said things that's <laughs> that's dialogue checkmate intellectuals
0: it's true yeah. It reading karen gillen's like listening to the Decemberists. like they bring out words <laughs> and you're like that's not a real that's, word and then up. i google it and i'm like shit i'm just dumb
1: you made that up mr malloy <laughs> We are on to you
0: and I read I read the afterwards um, in Uber that are here on and he's like, yeah, you know I read this book in preparation for this issue and it's like World War II biography thing and like super intense like like books on on the theology of war and I'm like'm mm-hmm. I, i I'm, I'm out. Yeah. I you're stop being so smart. you're Taylor. too smart. Taxi! Yeah. You're too smart to be writing comics, Kieran. <laughs> Don't stop, because that'll be really Too
1: sad. cute for comics, Kieran. <laughs> that
0: too. Um, so my next book is Exiles Ended this week. That book was a blur and super random, mm-hmm. but had some really good character development despite mm-hmm. the characters being absolutely bizarre. I mean, you had The Thing as Blackbeard for a while. I'm and <absur> Black
1: Panther as a sheriff, right?
0: Yeah, you call him King. Um,
1: oh, excuse me. He goes
0: by King, thank you, and then Wolvie, the Pardon. like cartoon Wolverine from mm-hmm. Happy Go Lucky Land. It was bizarre, but it did a really good job of maintaining its message and, and a really good theme throughout. So it it was only twelve issues. So if you're looking for something just fun and carefree and not too heavy, which sometimes comics can get really heavy, um, this is a really nice one to pick up. the the book this week that was my standout though was unstoppable wasp number four the unstoppable wasp book there was a short run previously and Mm -hmm. then they brought it back and it's super cute it's about you know the wasp the new wasp hanging out with the old wasp she's formed a lab with a bunch of girls, and they're all genius girls, and they're all doing genius teenage girl stuff, and it's adorable and cute. And then all of a sudden, this issue, she, spoiler alert, sorry, but all of a sudden, we're introduced to the fact that, uh-oh, uh, our beloved superheroine is showing signs of bipolarism just like daddy. Oof. And yeah. it is intense, and they so accurately depict... A manic experience hmm. and it's it's so it grates on you and and you want to help her and you're a little scared of her and her behavior is so accurately depicted it's so off character for who she is but it makes so much sense it's fantastic hmm. I have people in my life that I love that have bipolar and and similar mental illness and to see it handled so well Mm -hmm. and naturally and organically it's it's fantastic i i'm i'm so impressed with the direction this book took it came so unexpectedly to me because this was previously such a happy-go-lucky her driving around with jarvis being a teenager not knowing silly slang because she'd been you know trapped in a russian red room for like Sixteen years or something ridiculous, <laughs> but um, it 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 used to be so playful, and now it's so poignant, and that's so cool. Nice, I j- I just yeah. it's only on issue number four, so I would super recommend you go. Yeah, so go it's got out. a lot
1: of development still yes, left in it. Yes, yeah.
0: it's super early, so I would highly recommend you get um the first few issues if you haven't gotten them yet, because this this one took me by surprise, and and I'm so impressed with with what they did in this
1: issue mm. um real quick to transition i wanted to talk about an issue we both read um heroes in crisis number five i love this um, series. i don't want to spend too much time on it but if you aren't picking up heroes in crisis you need to uh because there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that this series is going to go down we still have to wait and see how tom king's going to end it Um, But there's no doubt in my mind that this series is going to go down as one of the, like, instant DC classics. It's going to be right up there with, you know, Dark Knight and right up there with all the Batman stuff, like, you know, Long Halloween and, uh, you know, Identity Crisis and all the Crisis books. It's going to be right up there with all of those. And in this particular issue, I remember it's been a long time. I don't have a specific example because I just can't think of one. Uh, where I put a comic down, and I'm just like, that was beautiful. And there's a part in this one where Superman gives a speech and kind of puts to words what it is like being a superhero and the emotional toll that comes with it. And it's just gorgeous. It is some of the best, like, writing in a comic book, just, like, straight up, like, here's writing. Um, So, yeah, if you are not reading Heroes in Crisis, you need to be... Um, I think it's nine issue miniseries, so it's only it's on issue five, so it's only got a few more left six, seven, eight, nine, so four. Um, check it out, definitely, it, definitely get that one.
0: It's very good. I think one of my favorite parts of the book is the pacing of it because mm-hmm. they do a great job of they don't dumb it down for you, so they'll jump to an entirely other plot point, and yep. and you just have to keep up. But it's you a lot can. of
1: yeah, a lot of. You know different narratives going on at the same time all centered around the same thing and i won't spoil too much but um it gives you a really like just personal look at these superheroes it does a lot to humanize a lot of heroes that might not necessarily have had that chance um and in between there are kind of like reality show type confessional breakaways that let these heroes look you in the eyes and be like, hey, you know, this storyline that you know about me, here's how it affected me. And it's just great. And there's a frick ton of death. Yeah. <laughs> like, like a bunch of people dead. Um, but I just, you know, I wanted to take a second and be like, read it, go out and get it. Five issues, like, go to your shop and get it, because it is definitely worth it. Do it. Um, while we're on the topic of DC... Uh, and this kind of plays off of a few weeks ago we did, uh, Key Issues, our first one, um, about, uh, how events and, like, crossover stuff don't really have a lot of effect on the universe, and I just thought this was interestingly timed. I picked up the Justice League annual, um, for oh, nice. the new Justice League team. And annuals, if you don't know, they're books that come out from time to time, and they're kind of filler. Um, they very rarely do a lot to the overall story. Sometimes they'll, like, shed light on a character that's been popping up or give them, like, their own voice. Um, sometimes they'll take an event that happened in the one of the previous story arcs and kind of extrapolate on it. Um, sometimes they're just fun throwaway stories. Um, but very rarely are they like, hey, this is a universe-defining moment.
0: Yeah, that is not common.
1: And this one was.
0: (laughs) That's crazy. This
1: book is honestly, like, huge stuff happens in this. A whole new character is introduced. The whole, like, culmination of everything that's been happening in Justice League with the Legion of Doom and everything. Like, all their plans come to fruition in this book. Like, Holy crap. the freaking multiverse is getting sucked into a void. And, like... It's, it's huge, like huge stuff. So if you're a Justice League fan and you've been keeping up with the series and you just didn't want to pick up the annual for whatever reason, cause some people just don't, they just, uh, annual, um,
0: they're usually thick
1: or if you haven't been reading Justice League and you kind of want to know what's going on, it's very confusing if you haven't been reading it, um, cause they reference a lot of stuff, but if you want to kind of taste of like what's happening in the Justice League books, uh, definitely pick it up. It was really cool, and like when stuff happens, it references like Justice League Dark gets referenced, and Justice League Odyssey gets referenced. Like they make all these connections, and it was just huge for an annual that just usually is such a like. Here you go, and I really wish they had a Flash Annual and a Teen Titans Annual this week too. And I wish I had picked those up. So if you read those and they're also amazing, please let me know. Um, But yeah, Justice League Annual is worth getting your hands on.
0: That's really crazy. Like it's kind of bizarre. I feel like every annual I've ever read has just been um medium for the author to make silly self-deprecating meta jokes. Yeah. But then again, I think almost every well, annual I've ever read was written by Chip Zdarsky. So Fair. Um
1: <laughs> he's the annual guy. Uh Yeah, like the last two annuals I read were the Uncanny X-Men annual which was a lot of like backtrack So it was like, we know Cyclops is back. Here's what he's been up to. So like I said, they take an element of a story and they extrapolate on it. Right. But it doesn't change where the story goes from there. Um, And then the one before that, I read a Batman annual. And it was about like Batman and Alfred's relationship. And it just, it was like Alfred centric. And it was about him basically being Batman's dad. And... Uh, that sounds. it was warm. sweet and really awesome but again that is just kind of a throwaway story that extrapolated on a character you know right. what I mean? it wasn't like here's a universe defining moment and that's what this was like this animal literally like everything that happens from now on in the DC universe is gonna be affected by what happened in this animal
0: that's-
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it's just bizarre you yeah. never see that
0: I'm surprised they let him do you know? that
1: yeah yeah that would be like your favorite show ever is like a season just ended and it's like still a month or so out before the new season. And they have like an online special video and everything that's going to happen in that next season pertains to what happens in that like 10 minute video that they put up on YouTube. You know what I mean? Like that's exactly what it's like. It's like something changed. It would be like if there was a trilogy of movies, so like star Wars trilogy, what if, You know, Lucasfilms, they release, like, an, you know, animated featurette in, like, a month. And everything that happens in the next Star Wars movie (laughs) pertains to that animated featurette. You know? Like, that's that's exactly what it is. It's something that's usually such a just, like, here's some additional stuff to keep keep you satisfied. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, this is really important. So pick it up if you want to. Uh, real quick, I just want to mention, because I mentioned last week, the uh, weird, like, 80th anniversary things that Marvel's doing. They came out with another one this week. It's called... What is it called? Journey into Unknown Worlds. It's their sci-fi one. It's pretty good. It's worth picking up. Um, so I just wanted to mention it. Nice. And then... Uh, what else do I want to talk about? Oh. Ice Cream Man has another issue out. Um, and that's another... I'm really on a roll with the, like dire calls for people to read stuff <laughs> this like you need it. if you're not reading it you need to read it whatever you're doing right now stop it Do you and go read are you breathing right now that's wasted time man you should be reading
0: this you should um, feel your shoulders physically being yeah, right? right now yeah, yeah you are shook
1: <laughs> yeah i'm like what's that uh that like propaganda like radio guy like frogs are gay thing. Oh. That guy. i like that guy.
0: The Infowars guy. His?
1: Yeah, yeah. Alex oh. something, right?
0: Yeah, Alex Jones.
1: Yeah, I'm really Alex Jones right now. <laughs> I'm like, if you don't read Ice Cream Man, then your son and daughter will be gay because of frogs or something. I don't know. I've never listened to. <laughs> I've never listened to Infowars because I was... has a brain. Um... I don't think
0: that was absurd enough. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
1: I'm a man. I'm a man, and I like meat. Uh, like I know he does that stuff a lot.
0: Yeah, but I've you also seen, gotta I've sell I've seen like, it
1: memed out on Reddit.
0: You gotta like weirdly sell vitamins or something too. Mm. Vitamin. Um.
1: <laughs> but yeah, uh, Ice Cream Man has an issue out. Um, it's not like new. Like, like Ice Cream Man's been going on for a while, and it's not like. They haven't had an issue in a while because they had an issue last month. The cool thing about this issue is that it takes these kind of central focus characters that have been in the background. Because Ice Cream Man, for all intents and purposes, is a horror anthology. So it's like multiple horror stories a la Tales from the Crypt. But there's something going on in the background. And this issue was the first time we actually got some story that points at what? Is happening in the background and it was a really good issue and the writing in it is like i love ice cream man because the writing is like almost eerily poetic <laughs> like they repeat lines and play with like rhythms okay. and stuff like that ice cream man is great if you are not reading ice cream man i highly recommend it It's also probably going to be a show soon, I think, on Sci-Fi. Nice. I think it's supposed to have a show coming up, and it's going to be wonderful, and I'm so excited. Um, The first issue is kind of pricey. Get a second print or get the trades. There's plenty of trades out. Um, If you like horror, it's not even... The way I describe it is people will be like, is that a horror book? And no, not really. It's a horrific book. Oh,
0: it's one of those. It's like stuff...
1: There's not really... There's werewolves and you know ghosts and stuff they pop up but it's not like like one of the early issues and is entirely about like two heroin addicts ah it's there's no dialogue it's just two heroin addicts slowly dying
0: it's just there to make you feel uncomfortable yeah and
1: there's one about like a guy who's a washed up musician having like weird fever dreams and it's like it this subject matter covered can be gruesome and terrifying Because it's so human in its own way. Okay. Um, And then, I mean, there's plenty of moments where it's, like, really crazy. And that's what I love about it. It's, like, each issue, like, sometimes they're just full-on absurd and, like, just wonky. Like, David Lynch's post-heroine and then also has Scarlet Fever-type dream. Oh, jeez. You know what I mean? And then... (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. And then there's some that are just, like, a look at the own kind of natural organic horrors that come along with humanity and society. And you don't know which one you're going to get. So you can walk in on one and be like, (laughs) what the hell? Um, so definitely pick that up. Uh, the issue today kind of stands on its own. So the one out this week, uh, I forget what number it is, but if you are interested, just grab an issue. That's another nice thing is that they all kind of stand alone. So just grab whatever issue you can find, try it out. If you like it, I highly recommend it. Nice! This week in the news, Rocksteady's new game is on the horizon, and we are very excited. The Birds of Prey in The Emancipation of Harley Quinn has its first trailer. How do we feel towards the tone of this film? Brian Singer still on Red Sonya? What could this mean for that title's future in Hollywood? And finally, Reborn comes to Netflix. With a very important production team, all this and more on Cover B.
0: So, good news, Rocksteady mm-hmm. has—it is—it is believed and rumored and leaked and all of those internet things—that mm. the new game that Rocksteady's is working on, the Ninja next game, Turtle
1: swag. Be-bop, rock Rocksteady.
0: Um, the next game that Rocksteady is producing is Arkham Crisis, mm. which is interesting because they said they was done. <laughs>
1: yeah, I wonder if um, I wonder if this is their way of connecting into them, like doing a Superman thing or whatever. Maybe you know what I mean? Because Crisis in DC has traditionally been the like crossover event. Type title because you got final crisis identity crisis crisis on infinite earths infinite crisis
0: heroes in crisis
1: heroes in crisis so crisis has always been their word for connecting like big like universe defining events so maybe my my hope Chris walk with me now down the lane of Chris's hopes and dreams Um, (laughs) what would be cool is if it's not just a Batman Arkham game if it's like Hey, here's Batman, but here's also Green Arrow, and here's also Green Lantern, and here's also Superman, and you can play as all these guys, or like, here's, I, I see you glaring at me, here's Batgirl, and here's Hot Girl, and here's Catwoman, and there here's Harley Quinn. <laughs> That's better. She was, she was giving me that dom stare, you guys.
0: You were holding out on me, yeah. and I don't like it. She was like, where
1: are the ladies at? Where are the white women at? Um... but yeah that's i would like that very much but i'm going to like very much whatever they give me yeah
0: I, i figured you wouldn't complain either way yeah but it's exciting it's interesting here's to hoping it's good and we don't have to wait a billion years for it
1: yep speaking of female representation uh, that's right. That's it. That's it. That's, it. that's speaking of. Let's speak of. Um, yeah, you keep talking. <laughs> women are important. Um, Birds of Prey and the emancipation of Harley Quinn and how I learned to stop worrying and love the bomb uh, yes. has a teaser trailer. It does. And I don't like it.
0: It there. looks like... I've said it. 80s I've fever dream. Put it
1: out there. I am not a fan. Really? Of where they appear to be taking it. I <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I kind of felt this way about Suicide Squad, and then Suicide Squad ended up being what it was, and they couldn't really figure out a tone. And it was good. It was, like, not great. It was fine accompaniment to popcorn and soda, you this know? That's true. Um, background music for me eating some snow caps. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why the they insist that these like more rough and tumble super people flicks have to feel like a crossover between like Joel Schumacher and John Hughes.
0: That's a really good description.
1: You know what I mean? Cause that's how I felt like they were advertising Suicide Squad event like initially. And then this one, I just got that same vibe. I was like, this is like Breakfast Club meets Gotham City. And don't get me wrong, there are parts I like. Like the brief glimpses you get in the teaser of Huntress and a Black Canary look promising. I don't know why they decided to make Cassandra Kane so young. But I've had that qualm kind of since they announced who was playing her. Uh she seems very young and I don't know, I guess my only real experience with Cassandra Kane was when she was Batgirl, and I didn't think she was that young, but it's been a while since I've read that. But and then Harley wearing looking like she rolled around in the streets the morning after Mardi Gras was <laughs> interesting. So I don't know. I, I am not feeling it from that teaser. I'm still open to seeing more but if the movie looks and has that same tone about it, I don't know. I guess with a Birds of Prey movie, I really would have expected it to be more serious.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm a little weird because I was really hoping for it being a Birds of Prey versus Gotham City Sirens movie. And none of that was kind of even hinted at. It kind of hinted that Harley's going to be in the birds of prey. Mm-hmm. That's where
1: I I always doesn't assumed. make
0: sense because she's not a bird. Yeah. Like that. That's well, why Huntress
1: she's... isn't a bird.
0: She got the mask and she kind of lo- <laughs> it's it it can it work well in a hunter like hawks are hunters like yeah it, you can play with it it kind of makes sense but and
1: Oracle's not a bird.
0: She used to be a bird now she just ain't got no wings. Um,
1: bats aren't birds.
0: They fly. It's a thing, Chris. Go with the thing. I'm
1: shooting holes in your theory. (laughs) There's no
0: theory. It just is weird.
1: In your general statement.
0: Okay, well, it's still weird. Harley isn't in Birds of Prey. No,
1: I I agree. And Um, I
0: find it weird that they're kind of like forcing her to be all good. mm -hmm. That's what I'm getting the vibe of. And also, aesthetically... I get the same feeling I got when I looked at Joker, mm-hmm. the new Jared Joker, and it's kind of icky. Yeah, Like, that's not what I, like, just make her what she's supposed to be. Mm-hmm.
1: I personally always assumed from the announcement that Harley Quinn was going to be in the Birds of Prey movie, that that's how they were going to do it. I just don't like it looking like the super bad Power Rangers. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it just has this weird... Like, the trailer has this weird vibe. And, like, it should be kind of a dark, serious movie. Like, the main bad guys are Victor Zazz, who kills people and then carves their... Like, carves into his flesh to show off how many people he's killed. And then Black Mask, who's like a ruthless beat-your-face-to-a-pulp gangster. And, yeah, we got Ewan McGregor playing the Black Mask, and he's more of a charming, fun dude. And the teaser did not have him in a mask, so I hope the mask comes into play. But, uh, I, I don't know. From the tone of that, if the tone keeps up from the tone of that teaser, and it was just a teaser, so there's still time and still room to move, but if the tone keeps up, I think I'm probably just not going to be happy about it. It's I'll fun. still go see it, because well, we I We go this. and
0: see it, but that doesn't mean we like it.
1: Yeah, yeah, suffer through it.
0: Or that we didn't wouldn't rather be going and seeing Spider Man into the Spider-Verse again.
1: Yeah. True. <laughs> Always, every day I wake up and I'm like, well, I guess I'll go do stuff. I'd rather be seeing Spider Man <laughs> into the Spider-Verse.
0: Speaking of things we'd rather have
1: Man, segues today, right?
0: Yeah, I'm on top of it. So harking back to something we talked about in last week's episode, mm-hmm. this is why you should listen to all our episodes. Um, last week we talked about new allegations against Brian Singer, mm-hmm. the director of the X-Men movies, um, some other stuff. Something happened this week in relation to that that sucks. <laughs> it was decided by the powers that be that despite the allegations, Brian Singer is still listed and... Dedicated to directing the Red Sonia
1: movie. Yeah.
0: Which, can we please have a discussion? Mm-hmm. Or, or, or at least notate that we are now having a strong, powerful female character directed by a man accused of sexual assault. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Seriously? And one of the pr- producers from an article I read, made the comment, well, here in America, we're innocent before proven guilty. And that is true. In the justice system. Production and Hollywood is private organizations. This movie's not being made by the government. So you are well in your abilities to fire him and cast someone else I don't know, maybe a female director to do a movie about a strong female character lead.
1: I feel like, um, I don't know, as much as it sucks, I think Red Sonja is just one of those kind of, like, throwaway licenses for a lot of people in Hollywood. You know what I mean? Like, it could be, like, a Red Sonja movie could be freaking badass. It, like, could. it could be really cool. And be like a genre-defining movie if it got the right team behind it. But I feel like it's going to be really tough to ever get people in Hollywood to care enough.
0: It sucks because it feels like them doubling down on this means that they're not intending to make this movie for character development or plot or story. They're making this movie to be a movie they can put in theaters and have guys come and ogle a redhead in a... Like, chain mail bikini. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. That's all it is. And that is so aggravating. Mm-hmm. It's a waste. It is a waste of an opportunity to redefine a character. And I yep. hate it.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think, um... Like, I get where they're coming from not wanting to remove him because nothing's been... And I mean, if he goes to jail or something, then they'll remove him. But, um... I don't know. I... I, It definitely sucks because now it has that kind of like, do I go and support this even though I disagree with it? Or do I let this fail and then Red Sonya becomes known as like this failed thing and we never get like a good Red Sonya launch. So who knows? I don't know.
0: I'm... I can't. Like, if, if he's still attached to it, I can't. And... What all I can hope is that if it burns and fails and bombs and crashes that in another five years when they inevitably want to remake it, it pulls like everything else in Hollywood and they pull it out of the trash pile and they dust it off and they try it again because there's no creativity.
1: <laughs> left. True. Yeah. Maybe down the road, it could be reborn. Speaking of reborn.
0: Bum bum. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Ah,
1: Got it. Um, And just real quick, because there's not a ton of details on this, but I thought it was cool. Uh, Netflix, so they, a long time ago, signed on with Mark Millar to do Millar World stuff. Um, And they have a bunch of plans for things, but as far as I know, the thing that's getting the most traction right now just got kind of beefed up. Sandra Bullock has signed on to produce uh, Reborn. Mark Millar's recent book from a couple years ago um, involving the afterlife. It's a really cool book. Nice. Um, with director Chris McKay, which I thought was interesting. Because oh. Chris McKay is the guy who's directed Lego stuff. Yeah. And I just found out recently he also directed Moral Oral. So.
0: Oh, my God. I love yeah. Moral Oral.
1: Um, Maybe they're taking it a comedic route. I don't know. I think that would be kind of cool. It would work. Like the tough thing about Mark Millar stuff is Mark Millar does like six issue minis because if he spends too much time on something, then he can't be selling the movie rights to something else. Um, (laughs) The issue with that being is that they all end up feeling kind of rushed, like uh, very few and far between. Have there been Mark Millar stuff that I'm like, yeah, that ended when it was supposed to. Like right now he's doing the magic order, which I thought was going to be like the first thing to hit Netflix. But I haven't heard much update about that. Um, and it's good and it's excellent. The art is excellent, but we're like, I think we have like one issue left and we like just got to a major reveal. So yeah. it's going to be like major reveal. Bad guys are defeated. You know? So it's <laughs> like, and that's how he does it. So, but the kind of cool thing about that on the like movie making movies off his stuff side is that you don't really need to stick to the source material. There's so much vaguity and like in between of like what happens in the books because they do tend to be kind of rushed that they don't really set in anyone's mind as like, this is this person's voice. This is the tone. This is how it needs to be. You know, it's not like if you made a Batman movie and you cast like Jack Black and you were like, here you go. And it was like a full on (laughs) raunchy R rated comedy about Batman and Green Arrow traveling across the country to form a band you know, like...
0: I would watch I that. would
1: watch the shit out of that.
0: <laughs> I would watch that so hard.
1: Pitching that. That is my pitch. Jack Black, Kyle Gass, Batman, Green Lantern, or Green Arrow. No, Green Lantern. F*** it. Green. <laughs> Green. Freaking Lantern. He was
0: supposed to be Green Lantern the first time. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Jack Black was supposed to be. But it would be like that kind of thing where you're like, you know, people would freak out because the tone's super, like, what is this? Yeah. And uh, But with Mark Millar's stuff, you kind of have some freedom to do. So maybe they'll make it comedic. I think that would be cool. I don't know if Sandra Bullock plans to star in it. I imagine she does, because that's what a lot of those big-timey people do when they sign on to produce stuff.
0: That's good, you know for getting traction on it because she's cash money right now thanks mm-hmm. to bird box mm-hmm.
1: well i think that's probably weird i like part of me wants to think that sandra bullock is like an average like an avid comics reader and she like did bird box and was like i want to do another netflix thing i really liked this reborn comic but chances are she enjoyed doing something with netflix and was like talking to a big wig and they were like, yeah, we got all these Malar world things. You see one you like. And she like read a synopsis and was like, damn, this sounds cool. And I can be an older woman and star in it. You know, eh. um, it's a cool concept. Uh, Reborn. If you didn't pick it up, it's another six issue mini. There's hardcovers. There's trades. Uh, great art by Greg Capullo, I believe, does the art. Definitely check that one out. Uh, but it should be coming to Netflix soon. And it might be kind of funny. Nice. So,
0: Very nice. So, for our final segment today, we wanted to capitalize on the uh, polar vortex. That's
1: right, folks. Cover B capitalizes on the tragedy of thousands. You heard it here first.
0: Whatever, it's cold.
1: So <laughs> It'd be cold, y'all. It's real cold. It'd be real cold. So,
0: in honor of the cold, we decided that we wanted to share our favorite characters related to cold but also related to what we wish we had right now which is fire and heat
1: so we're going to talk about the characters that would probably have a great time right now and we're going to talk about the characters that we fantasize about snuggling up next to (laughs) while we freeze in our beds at night yeah so uh let's do cold first yes since it's on the front of our minds my pick for cold is uh, Captain Cold. Shut up. Yeah, but not like regular Captain Cold. I want to go with like Arrowverse Wentworth Miller Captain Cold.
0: <laughs> Shut up, he's one of my two.
1: Yay. <laughs> I just uh, I like his. I don't I don't even know what you would call his personality. I love how Wentworth Miller plays him. I feel like they. Cast him in that role just to let him kind of like f about and be whoever he wants to be. It's not like it's not, in my opinion, anywhere near Captain Cold from the comics, who's a little bit more of like a straightforward, criminally type, like smart criminal type, right? Um, he's just got this blase, like he acts like he feels like he knows he's in a CW superhero show,
0: yes. He's flamboyantly pretentious yeah. and it's glorious.
1: He's like, Oh, here's someone in a costume. Mm. You know, you <laughs> know what I Yeah, mean? like and it's like it's like it's literally like if you cast somebody and you were like, hey, play like you're some guy that goes to a LARP and doesn't want to participate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're literally like you show up and a bunch of people are like, hello traveler. Hath thou any mead? And you just don't give a shit. And then you just start hitting people with your foam axe. And they come up and they're like, I cast Firebolt. And you're like, hmm, I deflect Firebolt. And they're like, sorcery. And you just snicker.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how he plays it. He's so, he's so loud in the way you describe colors. Mm -hmm. Like... It, it's so bizarre and I, I, you're right. Like, it's so hard to describe. It, it's like pretentious, but self-aware. It's like meta pretentious. It's
1: I've never seen somebody be directed to act blasé, but they stand out when they do it. You know what I mean? That's what it is. They act like he's acting like nothing in the world around him truly concerns him but it doesn't make him feel apathetic or fall to the background it pulls him forward and you're like god damn this guy is cool
0: it's like they told a Shakespearean actor to be blase yeah so he's blase but in the most overly articulate manner (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) to be or not to be that is the question (laughs)
0: Exactly, yeah, that's good. it. Nailed it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my other ice choice aside from that one, which I literally have written down, so we were on the same page. Woo. Um, my other one is because I have to give a shout out my girl in the Frost.
1: Woot! Because she's not really, she's not actually ice though.
0: No, but she gets all diamondy and she looks like ice.
1: And her last name's Frost. And her
0: last name's Frost. But I'm just yeah. And she like runs around in like weird white furs yeah you know it is what it is in my dreams <laughs> she's great she's yeah. great i like Except Emma
1: frost when she's played by january Jones.
0: we don't talk about that part
1: i talked about it
0: don't talk I, about I that done, part i done why? talked about it why would you talk about the part that they ruined everything
1: yep true anyway uh hot characters yes um not in the physical way but in the actual like they give off heat way Um, I thought about this, I don't know, uh, a lot of the, like, fire-based people always kind of run together for me, so I wanted to mix it up a bit and go with somebody who's actually just, like, hot. Um, (laughs) Red Hulk. Uh, Nice! I was thinking about this the other day because I was thinking about uh, Immortal Hulk, which is what they've got going on, and I was just thinking about the, like, sheer amount of times they've tried to, like, redefine the Hulk. You know, yeah. like restructure him because they've done it a lot. He's been smart. He's worn armor. He's been gray. He's been kind of docile. He's been a ravaging beast. He's been planetary conqueror, conqueror. Now he's like necrotic. But um, they are constantly doing stuff to him because I think they realize like the thing about the Hulk is that you kind of got to you kind of got to give him new stuff every now and then or he's just like, oh, here's the Hulk. He's punching stuff. Cool. I mean, that's eventually what Wolverine got to and then they killed him. You know, and now that they brought him back, he has hot claws, and he's gonna like grill salmon on the fly, and no one will know what to do. Um...
0: <laughs> That's uh, when you know that there are some people at Marvel that put a bunch of characteristics on a dartboard, and they yeah. were like, "All right, so how are we gonna make Wolverine this time?" And they were like, "What are we gonna do to his claws?" And they flung it. And it was, like, just barely missed Make Them Chocolate. Yeah, So.
1: But but you know everybody in that room. Like, they all had ideas. They just couldn't agree on them. And all their ideas were really cool and really intricate. And then they put everything up. And they put up an idea that they had, like, bounced around but no one really committed to because no one really liked it. And that was Hot Claws. And they put that one up. And then they agreed that we're going to throw a dart. And and whatever. whatever it hits, that's what we're picking. And they drew straws to decide who throws the dart. And like Gary steps up and he throws the dart and it hits hot claws, but they all agreed and nobody wants to be that guy that's like, oh, hot claws, really? Because what if everyone else likes hot claws? And so they just had to roll with hot claws and they were all sad about it.
0: Hot and claws now it's weird stupid. About
1: it. It's stupid. Why does he need hot claws? He literally can cut through anything. Does he need to melt stuff now? Like, I don't know. Anyway, I am
0: It's because he's really against sushi Chris. I am That shit needs to be cooked.
1: Digressing. Digressing. Um Red Hulk. Yeah, Red Hulk. Um I thought it was a cool reimagining the Hulk, so he uh is red.
0: <laughs> Wait really way to sell that one, babe. <laughs> <coughs>
1: uh, <laughs> the, the end, yeah. Da 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 da. Uh he so he's red and part of what goes along with that is that he actually, like, emits heat.
0: That's cool.
1: To an extent where he can, like, emit extreme levels of heat. Oh. Um. I, I don't know. I think that's just a cool way of taking a bruiser. You basically, you combine, like, a fire-type character and a bruiser. But it's not like I'm a fire-type character in that I'm going to chuck fireballs at you. It's like I get really hot and can, like, melt through walls and shit. And I don't know. I thought that was really cool. It's
0: like Machomp and Charizard have a baby.
1: Yeah, kind of. That's dope. It was, it, it's an interesting concept to give a... I don't know. I honestly didn't admittedly read a lot of stuff that involved Red Hulk. I read a little bit, not a ton. I read some like Thunderbolt stuff, but not a ton. Um, and I don't know if they ever really used it as, like, a. here's how I'm going to utilize this as a superpower. Right. But I feel like that would be, like, that kind of creative stuff, like, this person can heat their body up really hot, like, really hot, is an interesting thing to provide some, like, new narrative in the world. Especially with a character that can easily get played out like the Hulk. Right. You know.
0: I feel that. My hot character, so I have two. My main one, the one I'm actually talking about, is um, kind of a, an off-the-wall choice a little bit. Maybe not for me. But uh, Abigail Brand. So Abigail is a character created by Joss Whedon. Um, she's half alien, half human. Quote-unquote human. Um, I'll say that for a reason. But um, she, she's she got like green hair and she's been a part of um, Alpha Flight and some other stuff and she's worked directly with carol danvers and she's dope um she's a really snarky sarcastic often side character but they focused on her a few years ago during uh what was the big crossover where doom changed secret rally. wars secret wars yeah she in was secret in... wars she was in siege siege and Siege was amazing. It was probably I read so many of the minis that came out of that crossover, and Siege was probably my favorite. And she was like the head, the lead of that that read. But um the thing about Abigail Brand is that she can make her hands emit fire. She can Oh, I did can, not know that. She can create and manipulate fire <laughs> I with her hands.
1: Did not know that. And, and it can be character. red
0: fire or blue fire. She's Ooh, done both. Fancy. The thing about it. Everybody assumes that it's part of her half alien heritage because she got green hair and her mama was a human and daddy was a, um, alien, but that's wrong. She's half mutant. Ooh, <laughs> neat. So her fire powers are actually because she's mutant. <clears throat> she's oh, also damn super. Damn dirty muty. She's also super rando because she also can like speak the same language as Lockjaw. Nice. Which is super random. I just like that comment huh. because it's That's Apparently, weird. she did it, and all of her crewmates were like, What? 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 Yeah, like, what? are you barking right now? It was great. My other character that I just want to give a shout out to is a super random one. So, we're going to go back in time mm-hmm. way back <inaudible> to 1966. Okay. And in issue 131 of Superboy. Mm hmm. Superboy is rescued by a team mm-hmm. called the SP, uh, SCPA, the Space Canine Patrol Agents. <sighs> and on this team is a wiener dog who can create and manipulate fire. And I shit you not, his name is Hot Dog. <laughs>
1: I was hoping.
0: And he has a cape. He has a little red cape, and he flies around, and he hangs out with Crypto. I
1: don't know who's handing out. I don't know who's handing out capes to all these super animals.
0: Maybe they just like had them specially made. Why do you assume that they have to be given capes and they couldn't just order them themselves? They're super dogs, Chris. They can use Amazon.
1: They don't have thumbs. I don't think I could use Amazon if I don't have thumbs. Folks listening at home, if you don't have thumbs, please tell me. Oh, I guess you wouldn't be able to.
0: (laughs) You're a bad person. You're a bad person. I think, first of all, I have watched cats play with iPads and play Fruit Ninja. So I think they can figure out how to order themselves some capes. Anyway, rude. But Hot Dog is great. Hot Dog is so great. I'm just, like, so excited. I, I, I'm like, man, that's like one of those issues that I need to hunt down and be like, this is my new prized possession. It's my issue. First key issue featuring
1: hot. Dog. So if you could have cold powers or hot powers, what would you have?
0: Which I you already have? have hot powers <laughs> because I'm always hot. And overheated and my body temperature is always way too high. I'm that type of person that goes to the doctor and they're like, oh no, you've got, you're already a little warm. You're at like 99.1, 99.3. I'm like, no, that's just me. That's just who I is. So I would way prefer to have cold powers. I also sweat a lot. Like cold powers are dope. You can like make water into ice and then you can like walk on it. And you can Mm -hmm. like freeze people and make them stop. Because that's the other thing is that cold while unpleasant doesn't necessarily have to be not like it can be non-lethal. Yeah. There is no scenario in which fire is not a lethal source of like attack.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, you can't be like, oh, it's a warning fire.
0: Yeah, like I could freeze your feet <laughs> and now you're stuck. But like yeah, yeah. if I I, free- I, if I in- fire your feet, you you got burnt ass feet. I'm like, that engulfing sucks.
1: you in my safety flame. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I'm not gonna like if if the flame is cool enough that it don't hurt you, then it ain't doing its job.
1: Engulf you in my safety flame sounds like a really awkward pickup line.
0: Safety flame sounds like a good band name.
1: It's a safety flame. It's, it's a safety, safety flame. flame. We can flame if you want to. We can leave your flames behind.
0: <laughs> and now we've definitely been redacted.
1: Yeah, we're gonna get sued. <laughs> um, I, to be honest, it's funny you went cold, because I'm actually going to go hot powers.
0: Because you're always cold. Because I,
1: <laughs> as I mentioned earlier, and it kind of stuck with me, grilling salmon on the fly would be really nice.
0: I love salmon. I yeah. would be down for you having that power.
1: Yeah, you just, like, whip up food wherever you want. You know, That's Camping sweet. would be super easy. You just bring, like, a pack of ground beef with you, and you just, like...
0: Yo, if I have cold powers and you have hot powers, we are so set for the zombie apocalypse because I can preserve all our food you're and like, you can make sure we stay warm in the evening. Yeah,
1: you know, you're like extending your arms out. You got some brats roasting on one arm, you know, you got some meatballs grilling on the other arm. People are like, oh, well, you know, I'm here for some brisket and I'm like a back. <laughs> you gotta go to the cheeks for the brisket, baby.
0: Oh, no. get on in there oh god
1: they're hickory smoked. um
0: i don't want to know never mind don't answer that question
1: that's my legitimate answer (laughs) too i would like to be able to cook things on my body i was final answer alex
0: let's let's in we've locked in our answers i'm down mine is for practicality yours is for culinary i get it i'm with you yeah Whatever, I benefit from your decisions, so let's go. Let's do it.
1: Anyway, that will do it for us this week. Did you have a good time? I did. Did you live the dream?
0: I am always living the dream. Oh, man. Especially today. Today Are you sure you're not just in
1: a coma? I feel like if you were always living the dream, then you're in a coma. If every day is a dream, then you're in a coma, right? Wake up, T. Wake up, T. Uh,
0: uh, T, what? wake up. As someone who wake never up gets tea. enough sleep, a coma actually sounds pretty okay.
1: Yeah, right. I could go for a coma.
0: <laughs> can I determine can we... when I wake up?
1: Why don't humans hibernate? That'd be nice.
0: Oh, man.
1: Anyway, if you want more Cover B, you can find us on various social media sites that T will let you know about because I don't take the time to remember where they are.
0: That's right. He doesn't. I'm also the one who mostly spams all of our socials. So you can find us on Facebook to hear me ramble about stuff you, and you can find us on Twitter to hear me ramble about stuff at Coverby Podcast.
1: We also have a website, but I'm too incompetent to remember what that URL is
0: That's true, I also manage the website coverbeepodcast.weebly
1: We're also streaming on multiple different services, but I'm afraid of computers.
0: It's also true. You can find us everything from your Apple podcast provider to Google Play to Stitcher, TuneIn, anything that you might need and anywhere that you might stream.
1: My life is a lie. Why are we even here? I'm scared of everything. Anyway, until next time, folks, this has been Cover B, and we will see you next episode.
0: Bye-bye!